Okay, this session, I entitled it, You in Me, I in You. That's our identity in Christ Jesus. Our identity in Christ Jesus. We learned in the last session that the reason why we are left on earth, what was our mission? Is to reveal the Father as the one and only true God and to reveal Jesus Christ, you know, the, the Son of God to the world, right? This is our mission. Okay, but how are we going to do that? How are we going to cause people to, to see that when they see us, Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. I think it's difficult for us to say, when you see me, you see Jesus. But that is what Jesus wants. That is what Jesus wants. And how can we do that? How can? You know why Jesus can say, when you see me, you see the Father? Because He's one with the Father. I am in the Father. The Father is in me. Right? So that's why He can reveal the Father exactly as He is. And we too, that, that's, that's, that's how we do this mission. That's how we complete this mission. There's no other way. You know, we, what we have done is this. We have tried to change. So we say, oh, now we are more like Jesus because I have changed. So we try, you know, by the, our, our will, power. You know, we try and change so that, you know, the things that we did, we no longer do. And now we try to love God. So we, we, we try, we strive very hard to be like Jesus. But you know something, by this way, no matter how hard you try, can you reach perfection? No way. You're never going to do it. That's why it's get, getting harder and harder the, the higher you go. It's getting harder and harder. By your own effort. You know, so no matter how good you are, no matter how look alike, you know, in, in the way you behave like Jesus, do you know one day when somebody stepped on your tail? Somebody stepped on your nerves. You're going to reveal your true self. Have you, have you ever stepped on somebody's tail? And you say, huh, I never know he's like that. I never know she's like that. You know, she never reacted like that before. She was always so kind, but now look at her. Why? Because you step on her tail. That's the true self come for. The best you can ever be like Jesus is only an imitation. Imitation, not the real Jesus. And we will never reveal Jesus to this world like that. It's the only Jesus, the real Jesus, got to come forth from our life and reveal it. Then when people see, they will see Jesus. 
not the hard work of an imitation Jesus. Do you get the point? Okay, so so this is how Jesus Jesus commissioned us to do it. Let's go back to John 17. John 17. Verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me, I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me uh, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. I hope just now through the emphasis in my reading, you catch the point. You got the message. Because a lot of people, they miss the message. They say, oh, you know, we got to pray for church unity. You know, when, when the church are united, then they will see Jesus. Let me tell you, the church can never be united. Unless we are first of all in Christ. United with Jesus. They are united with Jesus. And because we are united with Jesus, then we are in unity. You know? So Jesus was not talking about them being united. He was talking about them being united and I am in them. They are in us. We're united with God the Father. We're united with God the Son. And when we're united with God the Father, God the Son, when we show forth that light, they will believe that you have sent Him. Is it clear? Anyone you're still not, you still didn't get it. Got it, right? Right? See, you see, that's the key. So that's how Jesus wants us to reveal Himself, to be totally identified with Him. He in us, I in them. Just like the Father is in Him, He is in the Father. So when they see Him, they see the Father. So when Jesus is in us, they see the Jesus in us, they believe. It's not because they see you, they believe they see the Jesus in us. They believe. See, Jesus revealed Himself through us to them. That's the way He, he does things. Reveal Himself through us. Okay, let's let's read some of these verses in in, in uh, John. Okay, let's look at John fourteen, verse nine to twelve. John fourteen. Jesus, verse nine. Jesus answered, "Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time." Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The word I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing His work. 
believe me what I say, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than this because I'm going to the Father. Okay, can you, can you see? She said, you, you, you see me? You see the Father? Why? Because I'm in the Father, the Father is in me. Right? So that is the key. That is a secret. And, 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 and what happens when the Father is in me? It's the Father in me that is doing His work. Right? It is the Father living in me who is doing His work. So, what came forth is the work of the Father. So no wonder they see Jesus doing it. It's the Father's doing it, so they believe the Father. And so, for us, similarly for us, Jesus in us, we are in Him, so the Jesus in us is doing the work inside us. So when people see us, they see the Jesus inside us doing the work, they believe in Him. Right? Let's read some more. Chapter 10, verse 30. 10, 30. I and the Father are one. Okay? I am the Father are one. 14. Uh, we read that just now, right? Okay. Right. So I am the Father are one. So this is a key. We are united. We are one with Jesus. We are identified with Jesus. He in us, we in Him. You know, how can you have something in, let's say, this, this jar. If you have something in this jar, that means that something is smaller than this jar, right? That's why you can put it inside. But if you have something inside, I am you, you in me. What does it mean? The two is one. Okay? So this is what Jesus said about us. He has totally identified himself with us. And we should take on our identity totally in him. I am in Him, He in us. Okay, so that we can truly reveal Him. So when that happened, when that oneness happened, He becomes our everything. He becomes our everything. Right, Colossians. Colossians 3. Colossians 3, verse 3 and verse 4. Verse 3 and verse 4. For you die, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. Okay, so verse 3 tells us, when we die, then our life is hidden with Christ in God. That means when we die, when we deny ourselves, then we are absolutely united with Him, hidden in Him, because when we die, Christ's life is manifest. So our life is hidden in Him. So what comes forth is not our life, because we die, we deny ourselves. What comes forth is the life of Jesus. 
So he said, when you die, your life is hidden with Christ. And then what happened? When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So you see, when we die, when we deny ourselves, our life is hidden, Christ's life surfaces, Christ's life becomes our life, and when his life appears, we share in his glory. Because people will say, oh, but actually it's the glory of Jesus. They say, oh, you're so nice, you're so kind. But it's the glory of Jesus. We appear with him in glory. Because we deny ourselves. His life appears. You know, that glory, that nature suffers. Okay, so Christ becomes our life. You see, the key is we die. We need to die. That's the key. And how do we live our life now that we are totally one with him? Uh, he is one with us. Colossians 2, 2, just one chapter before, verse 6 and 7. He says, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thanksgiving. Continue to live in Him. So when we believe in Jesus, we become one with Him. But the Word of God says continue. Continue to live in Him. Don't go back to trust in your own uh, righteousness again. Trust in your performance again. Continue to live in Him. Depends on Him. He is our life. Let Deny yourself. Let Him. Let Him surface. Let Him uh, manifest. Continue to live in Him. Rooted and built up in Him. To be rooted and built up in Him, that depends on our faith. You know, so we are faith in Him. Got to grow. Right? This process of knowing Jesus, I say is a process. It's a process of growing Growing in Jesus. Growing in Jesus. Because the revelation we receive now, you know, is, is, is so much. But as we continue to grow, that revelation is going to get bigger and bigger. We're going to understand more and more. So we're going to be rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith, you know. It's a faith issue. For us to continue to live in Jesus, continue to be rooted and built up in, in Jesus, is a, it's a faith issue. Every time you're challenged, between your performance, your effort, or your faith in Jesus, faith in what Jesus done. You always be challenged by that. But you've got to come back and be rooted in Him, built up in Him. Okay? And, and uh, because when, when, when you do that, when your, your faith keep fixing on Jesus, you know, you will be overflowing with thanksgiving. Because every time you'll be so appreciative of what He has done, it's Him living in you. It's Him. You're just so amazed. You just thank Him. But when you are doing it by your own effort, you know, you take pride in yourself. See, now I am changed. Now I'm different. Now I've done this. You see, I, I. See? But when you realize it's the life of Jesus, you know, what can you say? It's not you have changed. It's the life of Jesus that is doing all this work in me. I'm so thankful for what He has done in me. You see? You see the difference? 
right? So you'll be flowing with thanksgiving. And your faith, the more you go on with Jesus, the more faith you need. Because it's harder to believe Jesus when you have failed Him after 20 years, 30 years walking with Jesus compared with when you were just a young Christian. When you're a young Christian, you sin. I mean, people accept it, right? You accept it because you're young. But when you are 30 years in Jesus and you fail, but we've got to be rooted in Him. It's always Him. We've got to come back to Jesus. It's the same, it's the same thing. Because we are not trusting in ourselves. We are not trusting our righteousness. It's Him. It's the same way we have to come back to Jesus. But it takes greater faith than when you are younger. So that's why it talks about continue to be rooted in Him. You know, strengthen in your faith. Overflowing with thanksgiving. Okay? And then to, uh, uh, we say He becomes our life. He becomes our everything. We just totally immerse ourselves in Him. And uh, John 15, let's read some of these verses. John 15. Verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Okay, so it depends on him to be fruitful. It is His life in us. We are, we are the branches. It's His life in us that is flowing through the branches that will bring forth fruits. Verse 7, If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit and show yourself to be my disciples. So it's a process. Discipling is a process of knowing Jesus and growing in Him and, and growing uh, with the fruits of the Holy Spirit in our life. And, and when we do that, when we are totally uh, depending on Him, identify ourselves with Him, trust in Him, He becomes our life, we are actually building on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3. Verse 10 and verse 11. By the grace God has given me, I lay a foundation as an expert builder. And someone else is building on it, but each one should be careful how he builds. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Christ, uh, Jesus Christ. Okay? So there's only found one foundation. And this is the foundation that we're talking about, that we build our life totally identified with Jesus because Jesus identified Himself with us. He's our life. That's the foundation. And that's why I believe this is the apostolic truth that God is restoring back to the church. Because for some time, we, we sort of somehow are not so clear about all this thing. Okay? So, there's only one, one foundation. And uh, back to Colossians 2 again. Colossians 2. This is a powerful book. Verse 9. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority 
in Him you were also circumcised in a putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with Him in baptism and raised with Him through your faith in the power of God who raised Him from the dead. Okay, so if we want the fullness that God has for us, it is also found in Christ. In Christ. And he says, all the power and authority are, are given to us, are under us. You know, whatever demonic forces, they are under us because we are in Christ. We have the fullness of God. That comes to our identification with Jesus and with His death on the cross. Okay? So the reality of our life is found in Jesus. If you look down again in verse 17, these are a shadow of the things that, uh, that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. So whatever that we receive is in Christ, is in Christ. And uh, we are able to die to this world, circumcised in, in, in our hearts from the sinful nature. Uh, again, it's by faith. In Christ, identified in the death and burial of Jesus. Faith in His power. Okay, so everything is by faith. By faith, not faith in Jesus. Not because we have strived hard. You know, we try and change, we try and do. No, but it's totally because we are identified with Him. Uh, who is the head over everything. And then, to, let's just read the last uh, verse here in in uh, verse 20, verse 20, since you die with Christ to the basic principles of this world, why, as though you still belong to it, do you submit to its rule? Right? So we die with Christ to the basic principle. What is the basic principle of this world? That's the values of this world. That's how they build their life, you know, on the wealth they have, on their performance, on their position, you know, on their influence. All this external thing. You know, we've died to that thing. We've died to that. Because now our identity is in Christ. So, we do not allow people to, to judge us, you know, by, by other things, by how, maybe even how well we perform. You know, we are totally identified with Jesus. And we build on this foundation. We continue to build our life on this one. Okay, so, so Christ becomes our everything when we become one with Him. He becomes our life. And it's His life that needs to come forth. Need to come forth. So what happened is this. There is an exchange of life. When we come to Jesus, it's an exchange of life. It's not change. And now we say, oh, you've got to change. You've got to change. It's not change. You know, now that you, you believe in Jesus, you've got to change. No, it's not change. Now that you believe in Jesus, you've got to die. Not you've got to change. You gotta die. Can we remember this? So next time don't tell people you believe in Jesus, you gotta change. No, you tell people you believe in Jesus now, you gotta die. Because it's when you die that your life is hidden with Christ, right? His life suffers. He becomes your life. If you don't die, 
It's your life. It's your flesh. When you try to change, it's your flesh working very hard to change. So Christianity is not talking about a changed life. Christianity is talking about an exchange of our old life with the life of Jesus. So anything you're struggling with, you've got to die. You don't try to change. Don't try to change. Just die. How do we die? You carry the cross. How do you carry the cross? You deny yourself. See? How do you know you're carrying the cross? You deny yourself. Then you're carrying the cross. Then you die. Crucified, you know, with Christ. So, so you die. And it's an exchange of life. Look at the Apostle Paul in verse, uh, in Galatians. Galatians 2, 20. Galatians 2. Maybe we should read 19. For through the law, I died to the law so that I'm, I might live for God. Verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Okay, let's read verse 20 again. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. I died. I no longer live. But when that happened, Christ lives in me. So it's an exchange of our life. We die. And Christ's life came in and suffered. So we take on His nature. It's His life in us. Second Peter 1.4 2 Peter 1.4 Through this, He has given us His very great and precious promise, promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desire. So it's His nature. We participate in His nature in us that is living in us and through us. So now that I'm totally one with Christ. I in Him, He in me. He becomes my life. There's an exchange of life taking place. His life for my life. Whenever I die to self, His life suffers. Whenever I let go of my pride, if you're getting in some argument or wrong relationship with people, right, it's pride. So when you're willing to let go of your pride, his life manifests and relationships are restored. Okay, so he, there's an exchange of life. And so once we're totally united, there's an exchange of life. We no longer pray as we used to pray. God, give me more strength. Give me more love. Right? Because, you know, we ask God to give us more love. 
and give us more strength. Who has the love? You want Him to give you more love so that now you can love people more, right? It's you. You want Him to give you more strength so that now you can do it. But remember what we talk about here. The key is we die, He manifests. We die, He becomes our life. I no longer live, it's Christ living in me. Okay, so what do we do? His love becomes our love. It's His love in me that is flowing out to love those unlovable. His love. Because I'm one with Him. It's Him living in me. It's His love, not my love. So let's look at it here in First John, verse 12. 1 John uh, chapter 4, verse 12. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and His love is made complete in us. Right? Read again. If we love one another, if I'm able to love one another, what happened? How come I can love one another? Because God lives in me. And His love is made complete in us. That means He lives in me. Now His love is flowing out to me. That's why we love one another. You see, His love becomes my love. And so I'm asking is, God, let your love flow out to me as I die to self, as I allow you to live through me. So it's not more love. It's Jesus. Right? His love becomes our love when we are one with Him. That's why Jesus said in John 15, in verse 9, He said, remain in my love. Remain in my love. Right, And now that we are one with Him, His love is our love, He is our life, His strength is our strength. His strength is our strength. John 5.30 says, By myself, I can do nothing. By myself, I can't do it. John 15, verse 5, He says, Without me, you can do nothing. Okay, so it's not us. We can do nothing. But what did Paul say in Philippians 4? Philippians 4.13 Paul says, I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. It's through Him that the strength comes. Okay, so we often think that, oh, He gives us strength, He gives us strength. But it's through Him, through Him, that I have the strength. It's Him, it's His strength. So His strength is my strength, so that I can do all things. Right, what about my holiness? Wow, we got to live holy life. Sure, we got to. But how do we live holy life? 
Hebrews 2, 11. Hebrews 2, 11. We read it early on. Both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. Both the one who make men holy and those who are made holy. So, how do we become holy? He made us holy. He made us holy. So right now, you are holy. He said, no. Pastor, you don't know what I do. If you are not holy, you are not going to live holy life. If you are a sinner, what life do you live? Holy? Sinful. So now, He made you holy so that you live holy life. You see the difference? We try to be holy. We try to live holy life. It's the flesh. No, you die. You die. You let Him live. You die. You deny yourself. You let Him live. So He made you holy. So don't say, oh, I'm just a sinner. Well, if you are just a sinner, you just continue to be sin, sinful and sinning. Now I'm holy. Jesus made me holy. See, even though now you struggle, you know, you still struggle. But He said He's the one who made you holy. Are you saying the blood of Jesus is not powerful? Not on my life. His blood has cleansed us from all sin. So are you holy? You're holy. You're set apart. For His glory. Okay, so as we... Uh, that's why we, we, we mentioned, we live out of our perceived identity. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think that you're unholy, so is he. If you know that you're holy you are going to live a holy life. It may take some time, but you're getting better and better because of His holiness. As you continue to learn to submit, continue to learn to you, continue to learn to grow and trust Him, continue to grow in faith, it's His holiness that will shine forth. Okay? So, he made us holy. He is our righteousness. Romans 10. Romans 10. Verse 3 and 4. Since they did not know the righteousness that comes from God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the end of the law so that they may be righteous for everyone who believes. It's God's righteousness. He becomes our righteousness. You know, whenever we come before God, from the moment you got saved, right now to eternity, you can come before God. It's not because you have changed now. 
Because now you, you, you have your righteousness, so you have good standing, you come before God. No. The reason why you can come before God is always because of the righteousness of Jesus. Righteousness of Jesus. Not your righteousness. Not the righteousness that based on law. That's why Paul, in Philippians 3, verse 9, he has tried, Paul has really tried, and he lived a religious life. And he know God's standard. He really tried very, very hard. In fact, he, you know, obeyed almost like to the dot as much as he can. As far as the laws of God is concerned. If you want to talk about basing on your righteousness, one man who can boast is Paul himself. He's more com- committed than all we, we, you know, that we try to do. But at the end, Paul says what? Fail. No use. You know, but now what does he want? Uh, Philippians 3 verse 9. He said, And be found in Christ, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the Lord, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. So he becomes our righteousness because He in us, we in Him. And by faith, we receive it, we believe it. And what else? When we are united with Him, He is our peace. He is our peace. John 16, verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. It's in Christ. It's His peace that is in us. Okay, I just want to move on. Uh, you can check out some other verses. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 you can, uh, and, and 8. You can read it for yourself. Okay, He is our joy. He is our joy because we're one with Him. He, he, his joy is our joy. Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1, verse 9. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. You know, there's an anointing of joy, oil of joy that's upon Jesus, and uh, and He is our joy. He say, "I give you so that your joy may be full." You know, I give you my joy so that your joy may be full. It's His joy. So that's why we rejoice in the Lord always. Okay, it's His joy. He's our victory. He's our victory. Romans eight thirty seven. Romans 8, 37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. Through Him. Okay? He is our victory. His glory is manifest through us. 
Okay, so that is how we review to the world that uh, Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is sent by the Father. And uh, that is by being united in one with Him. So that His life becomes our life. So that when we deny ourselves, we, uh, 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 we carry the cross and His life manifests. When people see His life manifesting through us, they will believe Jesus. Okay, so for us to continue to allow His life flow in us and through us, what's the secret? How can His life be manifest in us and through us? You know, what is going to close that door? What is going to uh, stop His life from flowing through us is pride. Is pride and unbelief. Pride and unbelief will stop His life from flowing in us and through us. Pride will cause us to depend on, our, on ourselves. We we'll think that we can do it by ourselves. That is pride. Unbelief, we don't believe what He has done for us. You know, so we're still striving. But when we have humility and faith, humility and faith, His life will continue to flow in us and through us. Humility, that means we humble ourselves, we depend on Him, we recognize it's Him, not us. Faith, we really trust in our identity, our identification with Him. We just trust Him, not in ourselves. Trust Him. 